Welcome to the Purpose and Profit Sisterhood podcast, where we are a stand for the EAN. We're here to help you make a meaningful difference in a magnificent living. Your bodacious host is Jeanette Anderson. She's your irreverent guide to being bold, brilliant, and brave. So grab your wine, a way to take notes, and strap in. Because this is a no BS, value-packed tour through topics that you need to know about now. Hello, everybody, and welcome. It's Jeanette Anderson here from Ask the Experts at Bodacity and Bodacity uh, Project page with the fabulous one and only Joanne Nuiduck. Do I say it right? Nuiduck? Is that right? Okay, good. That's good. It's a good start. So yeah. I've known Joanne for Coons Age, which apparently is quite old and long time. I don't know why coons are like I don't know if they live a long time do you know why we say a coons age anyways I'm getting sidetracked okay so <laughs> but, we're gonna have to look that up yeah we're gonna have to look it up now and I know you will because you're like that um I so I know Joanne from when I was doing personal development tr uh, training uh coaching training um mastermind training, joint venture training, various different trainings. We just yeah. generally hang out in the same circles. And one of the th reasons that I wanted to bring Joanne to you is that she is the um, hostess with the mostest of something called Fabulous at 50 here in yeah. Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Now, she also does a bunch of other things that we'll talk about a little bit, but really Joanne is one of the people. So there's two things that I want her to kind of talk to you about today. One is how do we be fabulous at 50 and beyond and before 50, but really um, as we get older, as we get into those other years, um, the second half of our life, I like to call it, uh, how do we make the rest of our life be the best of our life? So that's one of the things we're going to talk about. But the other thing is Joanne's done a phenomenal job of building a tribe, a following, a uh, um, she does a, a great trade show here in town where she has tons and tons and tons of people come, which she'll talk about as well. So I also want to know from a business perspective, how did you build that tribe? How did you get to where you are now? Because there's lots of people, lots of coaches, lots of, um, you know, experts who are wanting to create that kind of a business model. So uh, let's talk about that. So let, before we launch into all of that, Tell us a few things about yourself, and I really want the juicy thing that you don't normally tell people on something like this. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about right. your your background, real real brief, because we've only got half an hour. So real brief. No, no, it's true. I'll, I'll tell. Uh, so my brief is from some of the personal development work that I did, where sometimes you were being my mentor and the facilitator, and sometimes we were being co-classmates, learning, mm -hmm. going, "What the heck is this all about?" Yep. Um. One of the things that I learned how to do is manifest things in my life that I really wanted. I know that's kind of an interim or create things or draw it in or just go after. Mm -hmm. And so the juicy thing that um, a number of years ago, when I, when I kind of washed off the mud after the divorce and most women understand when I talk about the mud of life, it's like mm -hmm. all that crap on you and emotional baggage that's hiding our beautiful inner light. After I did that and I opened up to the idea of, okay, well, maybe I'll have a career again and maybe I'll, maybe I'll have a new relationship on the relationship side. I started reciting kind of to myself that I, I attract and value relationships built on mutual love, support, and um, mutual love and support filled with lots of adventure and wink, wink. 
And mm -hmm. so that's the juicy part is I found that in a wonderful, wonderful man that Damien, and I'll tell you, because I know you'll want some tips on how do I create this in my life? And it started with creating it in myself and then creating it in a primary loving relationship and with my close and then taking it out into the world in a bigger way. Awesome. I love that. And, and, you know, if we have extra time, we'll talk about the wink, wink part. Okay. So, <laughs> um, so tell us, tell us your a brief background. So you, you were a nurse for how long? So I, yeah, I became an oncology nurse, uh, God, 30 years ago or more, I worked for a number of years and then started having my babies. And because I was on bed rest with each of the pregnancies, I was working at, like my husband at the time was very much a bit of a workaholic. My mother was quite ill and, and we moved across the country over a five year period, my registration lapsed. Mm -hmm. So I actually took a back seat to doing anything that fulfilled my career path. So I sunk my heart and soul into raising my family, as many women do, being as supportive as I can. And when I say my family, I mean my kids and my mother and everybody. Yep. Um, but what I always did was some of my skills are event planning and community and some leadership. And so I actually did a lot of work volunteering. So whether it be at my children's school and also with a charity, I've, you know, with Medical Mercy Canada, I've sat on the board for over 10 years. And then it was around 10, 11, 12 years ago that, I my marriage ended you know and it really you know I've it rocked me to my core at the time because I was outside of my belief system I was we were going to make it and so that was challenging and again then I sunk my heart and soul into saying okay well I want this I want to heal from this mm -hmm. and I want it to affect my children as least as possible and that's when I met you mm -hmm. and and Jay and other people and and started doing personal development work which opened up the possibility of, well, what if I go back to school? What if I start learning some other things that I'm interested in? And the biggest thing is, what if I start being a little more daring, a little more yeah, bold yeah. in a different way, taking that daring and boldness that I, I throw behind supporting others often and using it for myself. And that's what I did. So things really, there was a, a personal shift about 10 years ago, six years ago. And then business-wise, I actually stepped into being an entrepreneur four, five years ago. And that was mm -hmm. it. I had never, I wasn't even the kid that had the lemonade stand. Right? <laughs> so it's amazing what we can do. I went back to university in my late 40s. I graduated again when I turned 50 and okay, got into okay. business when I turned 50. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And, uh, I was the kid was with the lemonade stand and not only that, but I franchised it. I had other kids working for me on different corners because I knew I couldn't get to all the corners. So I gave them the TV tray and the signage that I made. I, I, the post cords and I took, I gave them the product and I took percentage of what they made. And yeah, it was my very first, um, franchise. That is awesome. <laughs> that is so, I love that I use that analogy because that wasn't me. I would have been the person that went, are you doing okay? Do you need a yeah. glass of water? Yeah. And don't you have to go get some other customers here? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So how long ago did you start Fab at 50? And tell us um, what attracted you to that? It's a franchise as well. Is that correct? It's, it's a licensing, which is licensing. similar, okay. but yep. it has more creative freedom. 
Right. Okay. So tell us what attracted you to that. Cause I know that you are also a coach and that you do coaching as part of your business and that you have another yeah. line of, of business that we'll talk about in just a minute, but what attracted yeah. you to Fab at 50? They, they dovetail together. So what happened was right around the time that I requalified as a nurse, I had already had you mm-hmm. and other people in my ear with the possibility that Yes, you could use your coaching and your skills on helping people. Like I have very innovative ways of getting rid of that energy and stopping the itty bitty shitty committee going off in your brain and and blending some of the Western medicine stuff, but understanding that our mindset and things we do in what is considered complementary modalities has a massive impact on our health and our relationships and so forth. So this stuff tails really well into Fab at 50 because what happened um, was right around the time I was considering how am I going to blend this together? How am I going to do something in the entrepreneur world? And then I got introduced. I found out about the concept of Fabulous at 50. It was actually started in Edmonton by Diana Bose and it started off as just a meetup group initially. Her just wanting friends to play with. She was divorced at the time, an empty nester. And she just wanted women and she had such good message, other women that were attracted to this. And many of them business women started saying, well, let's put on, let's do this bigger and let's put on an event and, and let's, you know, have this trade show or marketplace and convention. So she ran that for a number of years and right around the time about four or five years ago, I guess five years ago, she started deciding to license it so that other cities could send it up and, and have a community director. So a franchise is when you have to do everything exactly the same. Think of something like Tim Hortons. A licensing is I am licensed to run events under that brand, but I have creative license to do what I want within it. So that it worked really well. So, so what for is me, the message at Fab at 50? Sorry? What is the message of Fab at 50? Fab at 50, the messaging is, the, the, the goal of it is to educate, inspire, and empower women in their midlife to look at where they are and decide, is this what I want to keep doing? Or let's, you know, in your words would be kind of take a bold step. Mm -hmm. So I personally say that women in midlife have much to share with each other in the world. Mm -hmm. We're like, we're really a powerful community. And I, I know on, from experience, (laughs) from my education, from many ways that when we're in our 50s-ish, I'm going to say ish, because it could be like 45 to 65. When we're in that midlife time, our bodies change, our emotions change. Our, like there's so, we go through as much transition in our midlife as we do in adolescence, mm-hmm. right? And so it is a time that we want to come together in a community. We want to find other like-minded women. We want to have support when we're becoming the empty nester. Um, or we're deciding to leave that career and what would it be like if we stepped out into entrepreneur? And that's kind of what happened to me when I found out about Fab at 50 and I met Diana, I thought this works because it's something at the time I could do while I could still do some shifts as a nurse and I could run events. And, but the main core is even though it seems like, okay, they're fun events, we're out and celebrating at its core, what it's doing is allowing women to wash off that, the constraints that hold us sometimes to change those beliefs 
and set up a new thought of, oh, I can be daring. I could do that. I am not too old. If I'm not going to do it now, when am I going to do it? So I set a, um, I set the stage or I give opportunities for people to do that. And then and we can talk a little bit further about the, the Fab at 50 event. Um, that's the one, the experience, that's the kind of the biggest event of the year. But throughout the year, it's smaller community events that um, just bring us together and allow for collaboration. So, so you've been, you know, in and around business for a while now in terms of moving into entrepreneurship. What do you notice is the difference between, because I really love what you said about um, we, we I, or at least how I heard what you said was, um, it's so much easier to make a leap when we've got someone holding our hand and there oh, is yeah. a difference between, you know, when we were in the thirties and forties and now fifties and sixties, um, like you said, physically, emotionally, mentally, in all of those ways. But there is also in terms of the marketplace, uh, getting back into corporate or doing things like that is, is more challenging. Um, so what do you think is the difference between how women connect at this age, we'll say midlife versus yeah. earlier? What's the difference in the, in the types of connections? Yeah. If from my experience, and that's what I have to speak from, because I, I, I find that the women that have come into my tribe and my sphere are, we're honest. We're like, cut the bullshit. We're not trying to put on airs with each other. Um, we're there and we've been through life. We yeah. have, I don't know a woman my age that hasn't lost someone they loved, you know, um, had a child in their life. And I say it that way because whether it's their child or their niece or their nephew or something where they have been some sort of mother figure and they've got a new perspective on life, mm -hmm. um, yeah, we've been through enough yet, and we're still youthful and have enough energy to just, okay, what are we going to do with that? Yeah. You know, so one of the things I talked about was, um, I often we have this craving to learn more, but at the same time, we're in the position that it's our responsibility to now be a teacher or mentor for others right. and take that wisdom. Yep. And, you know, we want to, we want to be inspired, yep. but it's also an incredible time to help someone understand that they now could be the person that is in, inspiring someone else. Mm -hmm. right? And so there's that whole, that whole shift that we're right in the middle. We're at that perfect stage to all of our wisdom comes together and, and we can either feel dragged down by life mm -hmm. or we can say, you know what, I've been carrying this enough. And I'm going to learn away, and that gets into my more one-on-one -on -one work. How do I wash that off and really step into the world where I'm filling my cup up first, and I'm yep. giving from my overflow? Yes. Oh, amen. Uh, the filling your cup up first and giving from the overflow is something so significant that most women don't get. And even as we get smarter, in theory, um, that's I think the last thing that they kind of figure out is is the you know me feel first. Let me fill my cup. Oh. Let, me, let me and and what I find women are not doing is creating a bigger base of support 
um, yes. and getting better at and bigger at creating and uh, support so that they can build more contribution, build a bigger business, do do more in the world. Um, I often use the analogy, it's like a, putting up a high rise. They dig a huge stinking hole, which is the foundation for that big high rise. And without that big support, they can't create the next big thing. And many women Absolutely. try and build a high rise on you know a foundation for a tiny little house. Um, and so I... I love that part of what you're doing is creating a network for support. So we've only got a little bit of time left. So real quick, talk about um, the event, but also I really want you to talk about what it's been like to get to a point where you have however many members and how did you build this community um, relatively quickly? So over the course of like three years kind of thing. Yeah, so I'll start with, it's interesting to say how many members because there's different levels, but right. within Canada, there's like the email list, people that identify and say, hey, I'm part of whether they're an online basic free member yep. um, in the thousands, like yep. in the thousands, four or five thousands. Calgary alone, I have built up a good community of close to a thousand women. Awesome. And okay. So, yeah. and that's, that's a thousand women who not everybody's engaged in everything all the time, but exactly. over the course of, let's say three years, that three yeah. or four, however long it's been, um, how did you build up that kind of a community? So what are some of the really practical, so practical tips? Yeah. yeah. So one of the things, obviously, you know, you have your social media helped, but it was really going in person as well. So social media, I have my, my business, my business page, in addition to my personal the page itself doesn't, you know, like it's a page and it's wonderful to caretake it, but I created a Facebook group that had a message that people identify with and they can join. You could be in Nunavut and join my business group or my um, uh, Fabit 50 group. Um, Meetup was a wonderful way. And, and so I ran in-person events. It's like whether we're going to the pub. Are we going out for a hike or on my running mini workshops? I like to introduce, have speakers in and introduce people to mm -hmm. new things. But I also went out to events. Like I show up in community. I don't just sit there and wait for the world to come to me. I go out You're in person. Mega networker. Yeah. yeah, I go out in person. I, I well, I love people. I, I genuinely love sure. being around people and enjoy being with them. And so. Um, that type of thing, but also to having personal contact. Somebody sends me a message, I send them a personal message back. Right. So actually developing the relationship. It's a radical yes. concept. Um, okay. So how many, on average, how many networking events do you go to a month? On average. It does vary. Um, I would say I'm doing something network-like when I'm building up to an event once a week. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I sometimes go down to a couple, but the thing is, it's networking is not always just, I'm going to a business networking. Mm -hmm. I'm always like when I'm at a party, I'm talking with people. I'm not just sitting in the corner, you know, sometimes, sometimes mm -hmm. I just want to have my little glass of wine and leave me alone, <laughs> but rarely, um, that's what I do at home. But yeah, I would say that I'm doing something social once a week and getting out there. So, um, in some way to meet people and make them feel welcome or encourage them or give them tips um, okay. so, on how to so taste that in the world. How are you managing the relationship development of a thousand women? So, so I know you don't 
talk to all of them all the time, but how do you develop those relationships? So what is your kind of strategy for growing your tribe in terms of really yeah. honing and developing those relationships? Yeah. So one of the, 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 the Fabulous at 50 trade show, the big one day event is one of the best ways to really connect with people. Cause we, are, we have hundreds come out and like over the day, like anywhere, well, it's been, it was like 200 and 300 and 400. My goal is that we'll have, you know, a good 500 women come through. So with that event, um, what I did was the first one is I handpicked, um, exhibitors. Mm -hmm. uh, I would speak to the business and say, you're a really good fit. Would you like to be part of this event? And then I chose some inspirational speakers and some entertainment. And so I created this event, but here's the tip. So if somebody's out there, when you're doing an event, do not think that just because you build it, everyone's going to come. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's hard to get people through the door. Mm -hmm. Everyone's busy. So I, I knew it was delusional for me to think I'm going to bring in like 300 people on my first event. I actually brought in about 200, which mm -hmm. I think is still pretty good. Very but good. Part of it is because I gifted, I created a team feeling with all of my exhibitors, and I, I, I made it very clear that each one of them needed to bring in between four to 10 people. And even now, if you think about it, if I have 50 vendors, I actually have more. It's like more like 55. If I have each one of them bring 10, that yeah. 10, that yeah. would be 500 people even before sales. Right. So it's about creating team and valuing people when they come forward and say they want to help build your vision. I love it. And I love it. there's a couple pieces a couple in pieces there. In so, there. One so one is collaboration. collaboration. Oh, I don't know why it's going, but uh, collaboration with these people. So it's not just um, here's my thing and show up and so forth, but actually enrolling them in having a collaborative relationship with you. And yes. the second piece of that that you said is enrolling them in the vision. So, yeah. so tell me what the vision is that you're building and that you're enrolling people in. What is it that you're building towards in terms of the overall contribution you want to make in the world? With Family 50, it's the vision um, for that, the enrollment is really having each one of the women have their own vision. Does that make sense? Like the greater vision is to get every woman who's in midlife to have a vision. That's one mm -hmm. of the things I talked about in one of the chapters, one of the books I've been in was that I realized that it wasn't even so much that I had lost my dreams is I had, I had forgotten how to dream. I didn't really have a dream. Mm -hmm. I was just going along doing life or following someone else's dream. So my vision is that every woman that I come in contact, whether I have a connection with them in person or online or through an email, is is that i help her recognize the incredible radiance she has within her own life whether you call it a fabulous or brilliant light or radiance that it is possible to wash off that mud and and it's so much easier when you do it in a community of caring supportive women so what are some real practical tips for increasing our radiance? So I know that your theme this year for the event is um, expressing your inner radiance, something like that. Yeah. Um, what are some real practical ways that women uh, of a more interesting age or this mid-age, mid, mid what are some ways that we can increase our radiance? Well, interestingly enough, my, my three main cores for my personal and that what I witnessed in people that I consider, they were kind of unknowing mentors to me, three main things. One, 
and it's out there a lot now is having an attitude of gratitude. And it's, it's not even just so, oh, I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful. It's actually feeling a deep appreciation for everything we have in our life. I've traveled the world and we have so much, but mostly, and for me, it's appreciation for my relationships. And second, it's being generous with kindness to self mm -hmm. so that we can fill ourselves up and overflow that out into the world. Because if we're not being kind to ourselves, we are not showing up the best we can. So I don't care if you're teaching people how to knit mm -hmm. or you're teaching them neurosurgery or whatever is we need to be kind to each other and starting with ourselves. And the third one is about celebration. No matter what goes on in our lives, celebration. Like celebrate you're in a wonderful relationship. Whatever it is, it's, it's just bringing joy to our lives and sharing it with others. I love so those. I love those. I yeah, think I think those are very, they're very um, easy to dismiss. Easy to dismiss. As they are fluffy and platitudes but i know exactly yeah. what you mean in terms of i mean all of us if we just think for a moment of people that we know that we really enjoy being around they are genuinely happy grateful gracious yes. people and people we don't yeah. like being around are people who are sour on everything and everything nothing works and they're pissed off about everything and so forth i can be both <laughs> have been both oh, a yeah. lot and and, and, and not and, about denying that side of us right it is, but the the people who you know like I, Quinn Vo is a lovely friend of mine. She is yes. genuinely probably one of the happiest people I know, and she is absolutely grateful for everything all the time. She's just just her yes. way of being in the world, and I totally agree with your comment about kindness. The harsher we are on ourselves, and women are notorious for being bitches to ourselves like we would be so harsh to ourselves in ways that we are never to other people um, yeah. we think of doing to other people especially not someone that we love and care about uh, like our kids yeah. or something like that um, but just being kind to us is yeah. such a, a lovely access point because you know people talk about self-love and that can be kind yeah. of hard to think of like what's that mean and how do i do that and do i have to look yeah. in the mirror and you know all that kind of stuff but just really being kind to ourselves exactly. makes it really accessible and really um yeah yeah something that it's like okay i could probably pull that off um and and really um you're right it starts with us and then we're kinder to other people when we're harsh with ourselves then we tend to be harsh with other people and anybody who has this delusion that oh no i'm just harsh with myself but i'm really nice to everybody else <laughs> ain't true <laughs> it gets exported all the time yeah and and really connecting on those basis of the gratitude and the kindness and being with people in the way that we are with ourselves so i i love that i think that it's that you know be the source of that which you want more of in the world um so yeah. Yeah, I, I do think that that actually tends to make us more radiant and take better care of ourselves do things that support ourselves so absolutely it's not hard it's not complicated but very few people do it consistently yeah. so good reminder well, that's true. yeah and being and when i talk about being generous, obviously we don't have enough time to go in so if someone wants to book with me if someone's having trouble doing that type of thing yeah. book in you know because that's that's when I work with people one-on-one, it's, it's, it's very much often that they've either forgotten to be kind or they're so marred in what's going on in life. They, 
even if they're start, here's one of the tricks, even if they're starting to, they want to be kind to themselves. If there's a voice inside from the past, maybe not your voice, and you're mm -hmm. allowing that to dictate and be, you need to wash that away. So when I work mm -hmm. with people one-on-one, -on -one, I'll take them from stress levels of seven, eight, nine, ten, And by the time they walk out, they're down at like one, two. What's one of the ways that you use to support people in washing away the, that critical voice? Okay. Well, it's really, um, it's working with frequency of thought, light, and sound. So, mm -hmm. so belief repatterning is one of the uh, modalities I've been trained with, with Susan mm -hmm. Casey. And it really is shifting. It basically is shifting the negative criticism in your mind and helping them create a new paradigm. Like I mm -hmm. couldn't, what I do in my world now, if I still had the same thought pattern patterns I had 10 years ago, five years ago. Exactly. So I blend that and I, but I, I've had some fun. I, I blend in also some sound healing as well yep. in very innovative ways. Right. So talk yeah. a little bit about um, where can people find information about, first of all, the event. So uh, the yeah. Fabulous 50 event for those who are in Calgary and area, when is yeah. it and what's the uh, website to send them to? And I'll put it on the Absolutely. Chat. Okay. So the, the event is happening on Sunday, April 14th. So in like 10 days okay. from now, and okay. it's at the uh, Calgary Plaza Hotel and you okay. can get tickets. You can go directly to Eventbrite. Mm -hmm. And it's called discoveryourinnerradiance.ca is, is the, uh, the event title, right? Um, on, on Eventbrite, and you can get your tickets. So if you forget that and you want to find out more about the whole event, you can go to fabulousat50.com. Mm -hmm. So www.fabulousat50.com. Okay, fabulous at 50.com. And what is the, um, you mentioned your sound and light. What is the information in terms of where they can go to get more information about the sound and light work that you do? Yeah, um, it, they, it's called brilliantlightwellness.com. Mm -hmm. And through there, they can hit contact. And, but honestly, to make it simple, whether you contact me through Brilliant Light Wellness or Fab at 50, I speak in both languages. So just remember one right now we've talked about fab at 50. If you went through and sent to my fab at 50 email or went through that website and said, Hey, do you want, I want to talk to you. I'm willing to talk to you. Okay. And so what do you have for our fabulous members? Um, Cause you mentioned, I'm willing to talk to you. Uh, so is that at like a discovery session? Um, and by the way, is fabulous at 50 spelled out F I F T Y or 50, the number. Uh, digits five zero. 50. Okay. So fabulous at 50.com. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Sorry? you'll actually, I'll have to say, I'm putting a disclaimer out there. Sometimes you'll see fabulous at 50 with an at sign, sometimes with an AT. The at okay. sign it was branded long before at signs were a thing online. Okay. So, I'm not in control of that part. So if so it which doesn't one work, the, which one is the site that you want or that, that yeah, you is, want to spell out fabulous at50.com. Okay. And so what's your um, email if, address or the way they would contact you directly if they want to get in touch? So Joanne mm -hmm. at fabulous at50.com. That's the easiest way to reach me. 
And if someone's listening and they would like to know more, either they have a business or they're starting out or they want to, they think they might be good fit or they want to be attendee, mm -hmm. book a call. We'll spend 15 minutes and we'll see how we can best support. Okay. Awesome. And um, I'm going to put you on the spot here and see if you'll offer this too for sure. because i know you've done a lot of events so both in terms of the networking events that you've done and you've done a lot of event planning if women are out there trying to think about how do i use meetup to build my tribe or how do i put yeah. on an event like you have to build my tribe um would you be willing to give them like a 15 minute consult to sure. you know here's the three things you do and you don't do yeah to you know um because i know you've got lots of do's and lots of don't do's <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah under your belt. So, I will if they have something going on. I'd happily have a conversation with them and let them know and point them in the right direction. I, I'm happy to do a, a laser coach there. Awesome, thank you. And you can reach her at that uh, email address that I posted in below the the video. Um, so Joanne at fabulous at fifty at five zero dot com um and uh, just to kind of wrap us up here joanne i often ask uh, a lot of our guests because because being bodacious and being bold or uh, having bodacity is about being bold and making bold yeah. leaps and you've done a lot of that in your life you encourage that in women a lot yeah what was it for you that allowed you to make that leap back into uh, the entrepreneurial field um, from being a nurse where you work in hospitals and you're an employee, but not only an employee, you're an employee, um, you know, of a large institution, institutional thinking, et cetera, to go from that to being an entrepreneur. What was it within you? How did you access the courage? What did you need to do in terms of your mindset yeah. to make the leap for you? Yeah, there's a couple I was going to say. Well, one of them was you. Thank I'll you. I'll be honest. It was. It was a really, it was a good push. It was like, you know, hug me when I needed it and kick my ass when I needed it as well. <laughs> well, thank you. Or, I appreciate that. Yeah. Disclaimer. Um, <laughs> but actually, what was interesting is I would say one of the things I started doing was daring myself to do things that were overcoming my fear. Because I, I have a saying that where you overcome your fear and when you overcome your fear in one area of your life, it starts to dissipate in others. You can quote me on that one. <laughs> That's a good one. So I like it. What? So I'm not saying go and do the absolute scariest thing out there. For me, I was terrified of heights. So mm -hmm. I took a balloon ride. Yeah. I'm terrified of heights. So I dared myself. I, you know, kept up with my kids on a high rope. Um, level and overcoming fear. I've been able, I, it, I, the other part of that, so one is overcoming fear in some areas. And the second one is take a census of what you're good at. Mm. I was really good. It didn't scare me at all to sit, like, be with a charity and say, sure, I'll put on an event. I've been putting on events since I was 16. Mm -hmm. So I just took that and went, Whoop, now I'm going to plop it here. It was scary for me to say, okay, now pay me directly. Mm -hmm. See, one thing that I found as an employee, I could help people. I could do the exact same job, but somebody else was paying me. I didn't have to take it from that person. Right. So one of the, right. the, one of the most, what should I say? The most liberating things I ever did was when I got directly paid for a coaching session with someone. Awesome. That was awesome. 
And then after that, I went, well, wait a minute. I just brought such amazing um, support to that person. And this is just a fair means of exchange because they are grateful for having that change in their life now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That, yeah. That, that's the way I did it. I, threw, I did it through incremental steps. So again, being kind to yourself and kind of kicking your own butt once in a while. And, and like you said, and doing it with that humanity. Exactly. I was going to say, exactly. and I'm willing to bet all of those scary things you did, like the balloon ride and the, the high ropes you did with other people. So you took those leaps, but you took them while you were holding the hand of someone that you loved and who supported you and who had your back in some ways. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and if I could really quickly say like a couple of years ago, I was in Mexico with Ron and my daughter and one of her friends, and we did one of these adventure days. And one of the things was you had to climb up this crazy ass tall platform, grab onto a rope. And it was like, you swung off. And I was like, <laughs> and so it would, I wish I could show you here. It was, I wish someone had videotaped me. It was so comedic because the other, my daughter's so light. He just pushed her off and Ron just leaped off and, and I go me here, but my foot's about four feet over trying to inch my way there. I was like, Ooh! and then I finally leaped off and did it. And it was exhilarating. And what was beautiful. And this is why I have such a beautiful man in my life. I, I was just, I was laughing at myself when I was just saying, oh my God, I was so scared and, and so forth. And his comment to me was sincere. And he said, well, you were actually the bravest out of us all. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You guys were just so brave. And he goes, no, we weren't scared mm. because you were scared and you did it anyways. And that's the definition of being brave. Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. That's great. And on, that's on that note, my friend, this has been the fabulous Joanne, Joanne Newedek, and you can reach her at joanne at fabulousat50.com about the, her upcoming event, about how to get in the game with your own events, uh, how to grow your tribe, and also about her coaching services where she uh, works with light with coaching with um uh belief repatterning and other modalities brings all of her health and wellness wisdom to the forefront both in terms of western medicine and her understanding as a nurse and also all the other things that she's studied from other modalities to really have a very comprehensive perspective and chat with you about who you are physically emotionally mentally spiritually and support you in really taking those leaps because she's yeah. been there done that and is really good at it so thank yeah. you joanne for being here today it's been a delight to see you again and i look forward to being at your trade show yay twenty dollars for a ticket to, in advance and yeah. the entertainment from four to five is so much fun we have hypnotist wayne lee there so it's yes. worth coming for the last hour It'll be great. I look It'll forward be- to seeing you there. And thanks for being here. And we'll see you soon, everybody. And so take a bodacious yeah, leap today. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, comment, and share. Now go be the difference only you can be.